Shalom to all. Today's office is Kedushin Samach Dalit, and we are starting right at the top of the Amud with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lila Nishmas, Mars, Miriam Sarabas, Rabbi Yaakov, Maisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lila Nishmas, Rabbi Chamil Mardachai, Ben Rabchaim, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. And Esar Yaakov, so let's all remember to daven and learn Beschos, all those being Maisar Nefesh for Am Yisrael, that they should be Bari and Sholem in body and soul, and that we should have a Yeshua, Bakar of Mamish. And the Mishnah tells us, Kedash Yisbiti, a man says, I accept the Kedushin for my daughter, Kedash Tiv, Gerash Tiv, Kshiktano, I accept Kedushin for her and her get when she was still a Ketano, by her Ketano, and currently she is a Ketano, Namon, he's believed to say that, and that would make her possible for Mary Rakhine. However, let's say he says, Kedash Tiv, Gerash Tiv, Kshiktano, I accept Kedushin for her and her get for her when she was a Ketano, by her Yigdaila, but now she's a Gedaila, Enu Namon, he's not believed. Furthermore, if he says, Nishbis Uptisiya, she was captured and I redeemed her, whether she's currently Ketano or she's a Gedaila, Enu Namon, he's not believed. Now, a captive woman is assumed to have been violated by her captors, and that would make her a Zaina and puzzle to marry Kain. And in this case as well, he's not believed. So the Gemara asks, Mashna Reisha, Mashna Seifa. What's the difference between the Reisha and the Seifa? Why in the Reisha is he believed and in the Seifa he's not? The Gemara answers, Reisha biyadei Seifa la biyadei. In the Reisha, it's biyadaim shalai. He's able to accomplish what he's saying because she's still a Ketana. But in the Seifa, he's not able to accomplish it. Either she's a Gedail already and he can't accept Kedushim for her anymore. Or in the last case where he says that she's captured, even if she's a Ketana, he's not able to give her over to a non Jew, thereby puzzling her. So he's not believed in that scenario. Either the Gemara asks Veloy, he's not able to apostle her in a similar way to giving her over to a non-Jew. He's able to marry her off to a Chalal. They apostle Makuna, and that apostles her from Kuna. Now a Chalal, who's a Kain, who married somebody that he's not allowed to marry. For example, a Kain Gadol marrying an Almana, or a Kain Hedyot marrying a Grusha or a Chalutza, and that turns him into a Chalal. And right now we're assuming that a Chalal who marries a woman apostles that woman from Kuna. So he technically could have apostled his daughter to Kuna by marrying her off to a Chalal. Now the reason why the Gemara specifically asks regarding a Chalal is because it's most comparable to her being captured. In both cases, she's not only usher to marry a Kayin, but she's even usher to eat Truma if her father's a Kayin. So my answer is, Halakash, it's not a problem. Kerev Dustai ben Yehuda. Our mission is like Kerev Dustai ben Yehuda. The Amar, he holds, B'nai Yisrael mikvah tahara l'chalalin, that B'nai Yisrael, they're mikvah tahara for chalalin. Which means that the daughter of a Chalal is allowed to marry a Kayin, according to Kerev Dustai ben Yehuda. And we have a rule, that Kol Sha'atonais his bitai, Atonais his salmonosai, if you're allowed to marry his daughter, so you're allowed to marry his almana. So that means that a woman that marries a Chalal does not become possible. I think Mark, he's asking where Daughter off to a mamzer, and that's going to pass her to Kahuna. So why not believe that she was captured? I think my answer is Krabi Kiva. No, that's because the mission is like Krabi Kiva. The Amaru says, that if his marriage is not allowed because of a chi of lav, for example, marrying a mamzer, so the Kedushin is not typhus, and it's not a valid marriage anyway. Ask the Gemara, fine, if we're going like Krabi Kiva, he has the ability to marry her off as an almana to Kain Gadol. Namely, if he had previously married his daughter off, and then she became an almana, and she's still a Ktana, so he could marry her off to a Kain Gadol. And if Simai, this would be like Rav Simai, the Tanya of Simai, Amr of Simai says, I mean, I call as Rabbi Kiva Mamzer. Rabbi Kiva says that any child born of a union that's an Isra Lav, that child is going to be a Mamzer, except for the case of an Almano Kain Gadol, because the Torah says in regards to a Kain Gadol marrying an Almano, what does that tell us? That the children of an Almano who married a Kain Gadol are going to become Chalalim, but not Mamzerim. So if we're saying that a Mishnah is Rabbi Kiva, then this would be a scenario that he'd be able to marry her off to somebody who apostles are from Kuna. So Gemara says, no, Rabbi Shevav. The Mishnah is really like Rabbi Shevav's understanding of Rabbi Kiva. To Amr, Says, let's go yell or protest against the Kiva ben Yosef. That's Rabbi Kiva. He says, that anyone who's not allowed to marry Yisrael, that child is a mamzer. So even in the case of an Almanu Kain Gadol, at least according to Rabbi Shevav, the child would be a mamzer. Ask the Gemara, this is all good according to Rabbi Shevav's explanation. If he's saying his own explanation, Shapir says, makes sense. 
time of Rav Asi, if Rav Yishevav is only trying to exclude what Rav Simai was saying in Rabbi Kiva, so we still have a question, Rabbi Yadil Asi Lechavi the father is able to marry his daughter off to an Isra Asi, and that would possible her to Kahuna. And not only do we have this question, we have another question as well. Um, Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says, Betizbra, does our original explanation of the Mishnah make sense? We said the reason why the fathers believed in the Reisha is because it's Biyadai. He's able to marry his daughter off. But we still have a question on this because we understand he's able to marry his daughter off when she's still Ktana. But Biyadai Lagarsha, is he able to divorce her? He can't cause her to be divorced. It's up to her husband to divorce her. But and furthermore, Ilo Amr Hai, let's say this fellow, whom the father wants to accept Kiddushin from, says that he doesn't want to marry her. Is he able to Mikadish her against his will? No. In other words, it's not even Biyadai of the father to accept Kiddushin for his daughter because let's say no one wants to marry her. So he's not able to force somebody to marry his daughter. So it's not Biyadai in the Reisha either. Ravashi Ravashi is a totally different explanation. Reisha Rachmana Hemne. In the Reisha and the Mishnah, the Tyra believed the father. Kravhuna is like Ravhuna. Ravhuna says, Rav. How do we know that the father was able to answer his daughter to everybody? Because the Pasuk says, I gave my daughter over to this man. This is something that the father says. Now, what do we learn from here? When the man says, I gave my daughter over to a man, that answers her to everyone. And when he says the word, to this man, he now matters her to this man whom he singled out that he gave her over to. And what do we learn from here? The Torah believed the father in regards to Nisuin, but it did not believe the father in regards to her being captive. So according to this, the reason why he's believed in the Reisha and not in the Seifa is not because it's biyadai or not biyadai. It's simply because we have a Pasuk in the Torah saying that he's believed to say that he married his daughter off. But there's no Pasuk in the Torah telling us that he's believed to say that his daughter was captured. And not another Mishnah. A person said on his deathbed, Yeshli Banim, I have sons. Neman, he's believed. Whereas if he says, Yeshli Achim, I have brothers, is not believed. Now this is relevant in regards to her being Zakuk Tiyibum. If he has sons from a previous marriage, so then she would not be Zakuk Tiyibum if he has brothers. Where if he says, I have brothers, that makes her Zakuk Tiyibum if he doesn't have any children and he's not believed to answer her. Salikmar says, Clearly we see that he's believed to matter her, meaning that she's not going to be Zakuk Tiyibum, but he's not believed to answer her and make her Zakuk Tiyibum. And the reason why we're saying she's Usser when she's Zakuk Tiyibum is because she's Usser to marry everyone besides the Yavam. Says the Gemara, let's if at the time of Kedushin, Omar, he tells her, that he has sons, and that means that she's not Zakuk Tibum. And then Bishas Misa Omar, at the time of death, he tells her, that he doesn't have any sons. Or Bishas Kedushin Omar, at the time of Kedushin, he says he doesn't have any brothers. That means that she wouldn't be Zakuk Tibum. But Bishas Misa, when he's dying, Omar, he tells her, that he has brothers. Rebbe says he's only believed to say something that's going to matter her, but not something that's going to answer her. Whereas Abnasan Omar, Abnasan says, he's even believed to say something that's going to answer her. So clearly we see that Rishon is not like Rav Nason. However, Amar Rav, Rav says, no, Shani Hasam, that case of the Brass is different. Since at the time of his death, he's being chayzer, he's retracting what he originally said, so we'll say that he's saying the truth because he doesn't want to die with her thinking something that's not really true and then she's going to end up being Ivan Isser and that's going to be on his head. However, Amar Rav, Rav told Rav of Lav called the Chenu, so wouldn't it be a Kol Shekain? In that case, in the Brass, so when he's contradicting something that he said originally, Amar you're saying that it must be that he's telling the truth. In our Mishnah, he's not contradicting anything he said previously because he didn't say anything previously. He only said something on his deathbed. Like Kol Shekain, wouldn't we say that we for sure believe him? El Amar understands differently. Our Mishnah is talking about where there's no Chazaka of brothers or Chazaka of sons. We assume that he's an only child, he has no brothers, and he has no sons, he has nothing. And that means that her Chazaka is that she's not Zakuk Tiyibam. So we say, since he doesn't have Chazaka of having either sons or brothers, 
Amar Yashli Banim, if he says that I have sons, Naman, so he'll be believed, because that just continues our assumption that she's not Zakat Yibam. But if he says, Yashli Achim, I have brothers, Ainai Naman, he's not believed, because Lav Kol Kamina to Asr La Kuli Alma. He doesn't have the Kayach to Asr on to everybody, because we have this previous assumption that she's not Zakat Yibam. So we can't change that right now. However, Brysa, Samach Talal Ramabiz on top, the Brysa is talking about something different. There already is a Chazaka that he has brothers and no sons, which means that when he married her, there's a Chazaka that she's already Chayef to do Yibam. And remember, the Brysa told us that at the time of marriage, he told her, I don't have brothers, or I do have sons. So Damrinon, in that case, we say, Mali Lashaker. He has this time of Mali Lashaker, why should I lie? Because my comer, what's he trying to say when he tells her, I don't have brothers, or I do have sons? He's just trying to pat her from Yibam in the eventuality that he dies. Well, Matsi Amr la Begita, he could very easily tell her, don't worry, I'll just pat her you with the get, I'll write a get for you, and in that case, you'll also be pat her from Yibam. That's why when he tells her something other than the assumed at the time of Kiddushin, he's believed. Again, at the time of Kiddushin, he was assumed to have brothers. And even so, when he tells her, I don't have brothers or I do have sons, he's believed because he has this time of Mali Lashaker. The question is, at the time of death, when he's chayzer from that statement, and he says, oh, I do have brothers or I don't have sons, the question is, how do we look at that? Rabbi Sava, Rabbi holds Mali Lashaker ke'edim dami. This original Mali Lashaker that he had is as strong as Edim, basu Edim akri chazaka. Edim are coming and being oikr the chazaka. Again, the original chazaka is that he has brothers and she's zakuk t'yibam. But then, his statement of I don't have brothers or I do have sons is like Edim that upwards the Chazaka that makes her not Zakuk Tiyibam and now at the time of death when he's Chazer from that and he says oh I do have brothers or I don't have sons this newest statement of his is not able to uproot what the Edim accomplished which is making her not Zakuk Tiyibam and that's why he's not believed or as Rav Nassim Sav Rav Nassim holds Ma'ala Shakar Ki Chazaka Dami this Ma'ala Shakar that he has at the time of marriage that's just like a regular Chazaka which means we have this Chazaka that he has brothers at the time of marriage meaning she's Zakuk Tiyibam then he comes along with this Ma'ala Shakar saying oh I don't have brothers or I do have sons but according to Rav Nasson, this Ma'ala Shakar of his is only like a Chazaka. So it's one Chazaka against another Chazaka. And Loi Asi Chazaka of Akar Chazaka Lagamri, this new Chazaka that he's trying to create doesn't uproot the old Chazaka that she is Zakuk Tibum completely. And therefore, when he comes along at the time of death and he says, oh, by the way, I really do have brothers or I don't have sons. So now we go back to that original Chazaka, which was never really thrown away completely. And we say that she is Zakuk Tibum. However, again, this is all in the Brisa and not in the Mishnah. Because in the Mishnah, there was no previously assumed Chazaka. And that's where Ibn could even fit with our Mishnah. And moving on to brand new Mishnah, we had this case in the second parak. Hamakaj is Stam. A man accepted Kiddushin for his daughter Stam, and he didn't specify which daughter it's for. In Abagris Bechlal, the older daughters are not included. Another scenario, which we also had, a man had two groups of daughters, Mishte Nashim, from two different wives. Rashi gives the example that he was married to Leah, he had a group of daughters. Then Leah died, he married Rachel and had a whole bunch more daughters. And he said, I accepted Kiddushin for my older daughter. I don't know if I accept the Kiddushin for my oldest daughter, meaning the oldest in the oldest group, or if it's for the oldest daughter in the youngest group, or if it's for a younger daughter in the older group, and the reason why she would be considered older is because she's older than all the daughters in the younger group. So Kulon all of his daughters are Asr, because all of them could be considered older, except for the youngest of the youngest group, who can't be considered the oldest by any stretch. That's what Meir says. Whereas Rabbi Yeshi says, Kulon Mutaris, all the daughters are Mutar, except for the oldest of the oldest group of daughters because she's the only one who's considered older. A similar case, just the other way around. He says, I accept the Kiddushin for my younger daughter. I don't know. If it was for the youngest or the youngest group, or if it was for the youngest or the oldest group, or if it was for the oldest one in the youngest group, because she's still considered younger than the youngest of the oldest group. All the daughters are usher because they all are considered the younger daughter, except for the oldest of the oldest group. She can't be considered the youngest by any stretch. They were married. 
Rameir's opinion, whereas Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael says, Kulun Mutarais, all of them are Mutar, except for the youngest of the youngest group. Now, the Gemara just focuses on the first case of Mishnah, where he was Mekadish's daughter, Stam. The older daughters are not included. So the Gemara says, Oktanis Bechlal, that implies that the younger daughters are included. Shamus Mekadish, Shamus Renlebiah, have a Kedushin. It seems to be that we learn from here that Kedushin that cannot be followed up by a Bia is a valid Kedushin, because we're assuming right now that he has a whole bunch of younger daughters, and all of them would be also because we're not so sure which one he accepted Kedushin for, but that's not Mr. Labia. They can't have Bia because we're not so sure which one he accepted Kedushin for. So the Gemara says, No, Hachamaiskin, what are we talking about over here? He only has two daughters, an older one and a younger one. And we're saying that the older one's out of the picture, and only the younger one is under discussion. As the Gemara of Habigris Katani, the Mishnah says, Bigris, older daughters, plural. So the Gemara answers, No, my Bigris doesn't mean older daughters, Bigris to Alma. It's just referring to older daughters in general, namely, any fathers that might do this. In any of these cases, the older daughters aren't included. But we're really only talking about where there was one older daughter. As the Gemara Pshita, that's obvious that the older daughter is not included. Bigris Maivetayu, what does he have to do with his older daughter? He's not able to accept Kiddushin for her, so of course she's not included in the Suffolk. So the Gemara says, No, Hachamaiskin, what are we talking about over here? The Shavisei Shliach. She made a Mishlech to accept Kiddushin for her. And what's the Chiddush? Malatim, you might have thought, Kimakabal Kiddushia, Dadididakamakabal, that when he accepted Kiddushin, maybe accept Kiddushin for this older daughter of his, Kamashmal, the Chiddush is, Loy Shavik Inish Mid Islaya Nomine, a person's not going to leave something that he has enough from, namely accepting Kiddushin for his younger daughter, he gets to keep that money, and do something that he doesn't have enough from. If he accepts Kiddushin for his older daughter, she gets to keep that money. Ask the Gemara Mila Eskinen, can't we be talking about the following case, the Amrulay that she told him, Kiddushai Lacha, that you get to keep my Kiddushin, and so maybe he would accept Kiddushin for his older daughter because he gets to keep that money. Sigmar says, no, even so, a person's not going to leave a mitzvah that's incumbent upon him. There's a Pasuk Navi that tells us, so he has a mitzvah to marry off his younger daughter, and he's not going to leave that mitzvah and do a mitzvah that's not incumbent upon him. Marrying off his older daughter is not incumbent upon him. She has her own das, she can marry herself off. And that's a chedesh of the Mishnah that he accepted Kiddushin only for his younger daughter and not for his older one. And moving on to the next case of the Mishnah, a person had two groups of daughters. Sigmar says, We have to have machalikas between Rabbi and Rabbi Yaisi in both scenarios when he accepted Kiddushin for his older daughter and for his younger daughter. And in both cases, Rav Meir says that all the daughters are considered older except for the youngest of the youngest group, or all the daughters are considered the youngest except for the oldest of the oldest group. Whereas Rabbi Yaisi says, No, it's only the youngest of the youngest or the oldest of the oldest. That's the one that's us over here, but all the other ones are not. Why do we have to have both of these machalikas in? So if we only had the first machalikas in regards to the oldest daughter, Rav Meir, I might say it's only in that case Rav Meir says that we're chayshish that all the daughters are considered older, because since every daughter we're talking about has one that's younger than her, we call this one older. That's because a father takes great pride in calling his daughter my oldest daughter or my big girl, even though she might be the second to youngest, he still calls her, oh, she's a gadayla, she's my big one. But in the second case of the mission, when we're talking about the youngest daughter, perhaps we would say Rabbi Meir agrees Rabbi Yaisi, that if she's younger than somebody else, she's called the youngest of all of them. Meaning perhaps Rabbi Meir agrees that when a person mentions his younger daughter, all of them would be considered younger even if they have someone that's younger than them because a person doesn't take pride in saying, oh, this is my little girl. So therefore maybe only the youngest one is under discussion. Be it my Rahan, if we only had the Machlaikas in regards to the younger daughter, perhaps it's only in that case Rabbi Yaisi says, no, the youngest daughter is the youngest of the youngest group. But in the case where he accepted Kedushin for his older daughter, I might say that Rabbi Yaisi agrees to Rav Meir that as long as a girl has a daughter that's younger than her, we'll call her the older daughter, even though she's not the oldest. So that's why we have to have in both scenarios. Now the Gemara asks, Remember that Rav Meir suffer machas and ishnav Does that mean that Rav Meir holds a person who's going to put himself into a case of suffix, meaning he's going to say something which is ambiguous that we're not so sure what he's referring to? Or does Rav Yaisi holds loy machas and ishlasveka? A person is not going to put himself into a suffix. We heard the exact opposite. Did not we have a Mishnah? I know there are the Pesach. Let's say a person made a nether hana up until Pesach. Ruvain said, I'm not going to have enough from Shimon up until Pesach. Also, actually, yes, he's also to have enough from Shimon up until Pesach. 
Pesach. But once Pesach comes in, he's allowed to have Anah. Let's say he says, Ad hey Pesach, until it will be Pesach. So Asrat Sheyetzeh, he's also to have Anah from him until after Pesach. But let's say he says, Ad Pnei Pesach. So here we have a Machlaik Yasser of Meir. Amir of Meir says, Asr Ad He's Asr up until Pesach. Whereas Rabbi Yesi, Amir of Yesi says, Ad he's Asr until after Pesach. So we see it's the other way around. Rabbi Meir clearly holds that a person is not going to put himself into a suffix, and therefore Pnei Pesach must mean up until Pesach. Whereas Rabbi Yesi holds a person will put himself into a suffix, and Pnei Pesach is suffix. We don't know what it means, and therefore Machmir that he's Asr until after Pesach. So Gemara says, Amr Chanin Baravdimi, Amr Rav, Shita. We have to switch around the Shita, and really Rav Meir and Rabbi Yesi in this Mishnah have to be switched around. And how do we know this? Because Vatan, you have a brass that says this very clearly. Zaklal, this is the rule. Kol Shazmani Kavua, any situation that has a set amount of time. For example, Yantif, Amr and he says, Ad Pnei, Rav Meir, Amr Rav Meir says, Ad that means until after it finishes. Whereas Rav Yesi, Amr Rav Yesi says, Ad it means up until it, but not including it. So clearly we see from this Brisa that we have to switch around Rav Meir and Rav Yesi's Shita in this Mishnah. Now going back to our Mishnah, Amr Abayi, Abayi says, Machlekes Bishtekite Banais. The Machlekes between Rav Meir and Rav Yesi is when we have two groups of daughters. The according to Rav Meir, a younger daughter in the older group could be considered the older one because she's older than the oldest one in the youngest group, and vice versa when dealing with younger daughters. Avobakat Achas, when we're dealing with one group of daughters from one wife, everyone agrees that when he says my older daughter, it means the oldest, and when he says my younger daughter, it means the youngest. And that's because in the middle daughters, if there's one daughter or if there's multiple daughters in the middle, they're called by their name, and they're not called the oldest or the youngest. If that's really so, that means that the middle daughter of the second group, Tishri, she should be permitted. Because if we look at the second group as its own entity, so that middle daughter is not considered a younger or an older. She's just called by her name. So therefore, she should be permitted, and she should never be included in the suffix. So by answers, no, what are we talking about over here? That in the younger group, there's only two girls, an older one and a younger one. And it's actually logical to say that, because if it's really true that the younger group had three girls, and that means that there's a middle one, so then our mission should teach that there was a middle one. And the fact that our mission did not shows that the second group of girls only had two girls and not three. Ask the Gemara, the middle daughter in the first group, the Vadei Sveka, she for sure is a Suffolk, and she is included in the Suffolk. Does it say anything about her? It doesn't mention that there's a middle girl in the older group, but obviously it could be referring to where there is a middle daughter in the older group. And by the same token, the Mishnah could also be talking about where there's a middle daughter in the younger group, even though it didn't mention it. So we answer no. Is that really so? Over there, the Mishnah is talking about the youngest one for an Isser, meaning the Mishnah is telling us a Chiddush, that even the youngest daughter in the oldest group, and that would mean that for sure, any daughter that's older than her is also Usser. And that means, of course, if there's a middle daughter, she would be Usser. The whole Chiddush is that the youngest daughter in the oldest group is Usser. But ha, over here, when we're talking about the younger group of daughters, if there really was a middle daughter, then we should have taught it. And since it wasn't taught, it must be that we're only referring to where there was two daughters in the younger group. The Gemara continues asking, what about the case of Pesach? Namely, Reuven said, I'm not going to have Anah from Shemin up until Pesach. That's considered like one group because we're not talking about two different timings, Upligi, and we see that there is a Machlekes in that case. So he answered, no. Over there, the Machlekes are man, Rabbi Yesi, it's just simply what the vernacular is. Rabbi Yesi holds when a person says, that means up until before Pesach. Penei is like the word Lifne, before. Whereas Umar Savar of Meir holds Ademifni Pesach until Pesach passes. And that's the Machlekes in that scenario. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with a brand new Mishnah with more cases. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.